This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Same weight when you say it like that. Do you notice that? I'm actually fine. Plus my, uh, yeah, it's so dude, loud. What, what are you doing? I'm trying to turn it down. How do you not turn it? God, golly! I had no idea it was up that loud. Mr. Sensitivity over there, Ken. Your boy, no kidding. Can't handle a little ears. feedback. Just a little feedback. I had it in mind too. Mine survived. Did yours? So now we know what we're pissed off about. Stu's pissed, I'm pissed off, off about, at Pat. about the uh, the feedback. Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, furious Trump has claimed the biggest story in politics just unfolded in Colorado after Cruz took all of the state's 34 delegates. How is uh, that the biggest story in politics? I love how it's not that he lost. It's just, of mm -hmm. course, the game is fixed. And I, I'm the victim of these unfair things, as usual. It's always the same story with this guy. It's never that he actually has done anything that he, you know, that he is incompetent. Uh, no, no, no. It's just that you know, he was screwed because he's Donald Trump. Every, t every, every time. And look at the second one. I love the second one. How is it possible that the people of the great state of Colorado never got to vote in the Republican primary? Great anger. Totally unfair. It's always unfair. Everything's unfair to this guy. That would have been something to bring up um, in 2008. Yeah, when they stopped doing it. When they stopped doing it, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one, one mm -hmm. time you could have brought it up. You could have brought it up in 2012 when you were uh, tweeting constantly about how Rick Santorum couldn't field his delegates and mm -hmm. you thought he was a loser because of it. Mm -hmm. um, that would have been a good time to try that. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of different times to do it. Yeah, I love the. I, I didn't know that he had tweeted in 2012 about the uh, Centaurum thing. That is yeah. unbelievable. I know. I actually. That's Pol really Politico amazing. dug that up, and they deserve some credit for that because he's. Yeah, they do. Tweeted a bunch of times about <clears throat> how how many all these delegate issues that Santorum had because he was supporting Romney. This is after he came out after uh, quote unquote supported Romney. Yeah. Which is uh, still highly questionable. Of whether he supported him or not. Yeah, I mean, I would not at all be surprised to learn that he voted for Obama. Although at that point, I wouldn't either. I really believe it in 2008. In 2012, yes. he was outwardly saying Obama was bad and probably did vote for Romney. But I would not be surprised to learn the opposite. I absolutely, firmly, 100% believe he voted for Obama in 08. Now, whether or not he voted for him in 2012, I don't know. But 08, almost for sure. Yeah, I mean, he supported Hillary Clinton in the primaries. Uh, he his main issue at the time was, hey, I don't uh, I hate the Iraq war. I mean, we went through Glenn yeah. has a list of 17 reasons why uh, it's pretty rational to believe he voted for Barack Obama. He supported him before and after uh, publicly. He just he also did uh, endorse McCain. Um, but I mean, that mm -hmm. has a lot to do with him 
you know, having relationship with the guy. Uh, you know, but he, I mean, he, he supported Clinton. I mean, he, he supported a Democrat in the primary. I mean, to, to believe that he voted for a Democrat, uh, I think is highly probable. He was speaking to thousands in a packed, uh, packed into a frigid airport hangar in western New York on Sunday. Was it frigid? They have frigid temperatures yeah. in western New York? Yeah, it's snow. Yeah, cold. it was really cold yeah, up there. Yeah. So lucky. Mm. They're so lucky. No, they're not. Wonderful fun weather that changes from time to time. That just... That's a dream of mine. Uh, he also ripped the Byzantine fight over delegates at the heart of the party's nominating process, argued anew that the person who wins the most votes in the primary process should automatically be the GOP nominee. No, that, that is not the system. It doesn't say if you win more than the other guy, you're the nominee. It says if you get to 1237, you're the nominee. And I'm sorry, just because you're not winning the process doesn't mean that the process is bad and you need to fix it. Uh, he, he says we should have won it a long time ago, but, you know, we keep losing where we're winning. That's actually happened maybe once or twice, maybe. It happened in Louisiana, I think, where uh, Cruz eventually took more delegates out of Louisiana, even though we lost the popular vote by about 3%. So he won more delegates there. But I can't give you another example of another one. happened. Yeah, I mean, he, there, there's I think it's just once, and that's the only one he cites on the campaign and again, trail. Too. Still, well within the rules. Yeah, right, right. It's just it's it's a boring set of the same complaints, and you know, the the truth here is that this is a guy whose main reason he's going to be a good president is that he can handle things that others can't handle that he can get into these agreements and find things that other people can't. He can get people to move and do things that they wouldn't normally do. Yet, when you have a mm -hmm. process with delegates where you have to get people to do things, motivate them to do things, uh, and also understand what you're doing more than anybody else, he can't do either of those things. <laughs> I mean, he is completely incompetent to the point of he's got to be the most incompetent person that has ever run a campaign when it comes to a frontrunner. I mean, as a guy who's mm -hmm. leading, there's never been anybody who's blown it like this. This is pathetic. Now, there are many instances here where Cruz is cleaning his clock in this delegate yeah. uh, situation. Now, you know, as you pointed out, there's only one situation where Cruz uh, lost the vote and came out with more delegates that, that at least we know of. There might be one other that I, I mean, but you know, he's, he's one. He's but he's pulled several delegates from a lot of these places. Um, and then states like Wyoming, states like uh, North Dakota, uh, states like uh, Colorado, where there is no uh, binding primary. Is Wyoming one of them? I can't remember. But definitely North Dakota and uh, Colorado. Uh, he, Cruz has done incredibly well. Um, you know, to the point mm -hmm. of, they, the, the Trump campaign was, you have to have a list of delegates who you vote for if you want to vote, if you think Trump is the guy. He was giving out the wrong numbers. He was giving out the wrong names. He was giving out people improper deadlines so they would go and file and not be able to get it. Um, uh, and then Cruz, they, there was uh, someone who was at the uh, caucus that tweeted a photo of his phone, which was in the middle of the voting process. Cruz texted everyone who was in the room, here's the list of Cruz delegates with all their numbers next to it. Perfectly are organized, made it very easy for people to do it. It's called, it's just, it's called management. <laughs> okay? That's what it's called. And I thought Trump knew about that because he's the one that w we borrowed that phrase from. 
It's called management. It's called, it's called we have a we country. Have a country. Mm -hmm. That's this we, we all know the expression. Right, right? But th and that, that's what's so amazing about this, mm -hmm. is his entire argument for this office is based on it's called management. Mm -hmm. No specifics. We don't know what we're going to do. But trust me, Trump is just smarter than everyone, so he's going to do it. And he can't do this? This is basic. It's, it's easy. All you have to do, honestly, all you have to do is hire competent underlings. He doesn't even have to know the process. That's all. All he has to do is hire competent people to run it for him. Instead, and he would not do that. You hired a douchebag like uh, Corey Lewandowski, yeah. who doesn't know the process. Doesn't understand it. Who actually ran a campaign in, what, 02 for some losing candidate. Mm -hmm. And, and then sure. that was his credential when you hired the guy? Why? Why did you hire him? That's why a, a guy like George W. Bush goes for people like, uh, you know, Schultz and, and uh, Rumsfeld and all those guys that his dad had in, in his administration because they knew what they were doing. They knew the process. They knew how everything worked. And he was really comfortable with their knowledge and their abilities and their wisdom. And so he hired people and put them in places where they would best fit. And that's why he hires a guy like, uh, um, uh, you know, the architect. Uh, Carl Rove. Carl Rove. Mm -hmm. The guy, say what you will about him, and we do. We don't like him. But he knows what he's doing. He knows how the process works. He knows how to win delegates. He knows how it goes. And so that's why you hire a guy like that. You don't hire a guy like Corey Lewandowski, whose claim to fame is losing a Senate race, a state Senate race, 15 years ago. That doesn't work. And it's not working. Uh, meanwhile, despite uh, Donald Trump winning Virginia on Super Tuesday, two of the three delegates elected in the first district convention here are supporters now of rival Ted Cruz. This is exactly what we're talking about. In the 9th Congressional District... Trump took over 47% of the votes, uh, but Ted Cruz won only about 19% there. GOP delegates from Virginia required to vote as allocated by voters in the primary in the first ballot. But in the second ballot, when it comes to a convention, they can vote for whoever they choose in successive. So from the second one on, this is what we've been talking about. This is why Cruz, uh, if he keeps Trump under 1237... He probably won't win on the first ballot because most of the delegates are bound to vote for who they, they pledge to in the first place yeah, on the first yeah. ballot. Mm -hmm. Second ballot, more are released to do what they want, and then even more in the third and so on. And yeah, so, most of them are released for the second ballot. There's a yeah, few that are released to the third or have to hang to the second or third ballot. But still, most of it, I mean, <clears throat> seemingly every piece of analysis that I'm reading says that it, it, they don't necessarily always say Trump or, or Cruz is going to win. But Trump is going to lose that if he doesn't get that first ballot. I mean, he's, he's toast. It's, it's now, almost a certainty. Yeah, I mean, I, that's at least every piece of analysis. Now, yeah. part of me thinks, here's a guy who doesn't care. Trump doesn't care if he has to purchase people. That's what he does all the time. Mm -hmm. Part of me thinks that he'll be able to turn some of these people back because he'll just literally give them money or perks. Um, he's certainly not above that. You know, I mean, I'm sure Roger Stone is looking into the background mm -hmm. of every one of these people right now and trying to find something they've done wrong in their personal life, some Jeffy-esque escapade from their past that they can, you know, leak to the public if, uh, mm -hmm. if uh, and of course, the other part of that is Roger Stone doesn't care if they've actually done it or not. He just wants to, you know, obviously yeah, right. make, you know, just hurt people. He's obviously yeah. a terrible human being. So, uh, you know, that's very possible that, you know, he might be able to manipulate those people and turn some of them back and pick off some other delegates if they actually get into this. The question is, it's, it's interesting because it does fit the narrative that Trump doesn't want this and is now looking for 
a really easy excuse. It wasn't fair. I should have won. It wasn't fair. I should have yep. won. Um, it does fit. I tend to be on the, mm-hmm. the side of saying he wants it now. He's there. He can, be, he can yeah, rule the free he world. I think he wants it. But it does fit the narrative that, like, you know, look, he never thought he was going to get this far. He's there now. He's seeing a way mm-hmm. I might be able to get out of this, you know, and, and not have to deal with it. And, and then I can claim, because he doesn't want to admit failure, obviously, because so, he never admits failure. I, I think he'd like the power. I think he. Yeah, I think so too. He's got to realize, though, that, that the job is way above him. He's he's got to believe. He, he's got to understand by now. Oh, there's no way. He there's too that. many things he doesn't understand. He doesn't know. I mean, when he's asked these questions, he knows he doesn't know them, and that's why he does things like, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a counterpuncher. I you see that with uh, Marco Rubio. By the way. Uh, who let's you got some really good looking people here. Let's go around the room and everybody introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. He, he knows he has to do that kind of stuff. And when you're president, you're not going to be able to. Uh, when you're in a room with uh, the Ayatollah or Vladimir Putin, you're not going to be. Able, hey, let's get everybody to introduce themselves. Who's Vladimir over here? I want to talk to him. And let's get there's a reporter over there from. From uh, from Al Jazeera, let's talk to that person. And, and that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And maybe he realizes that, but I don't think he does. I, I mean, I don't think he does. There's no way he admits. So you think he fully wants it now? He fully, I think he wants it. I, I he's don't. Sold on the one him thing being I president. really am sure of, though, is that he doesn't believe he can't handle it. I think there might be a part of him that's like, look, I don't care if I get this. I mean, if I don't get it, then I have raised my profile and, and right. whatever. But I, I don't there's any part of him that doesn't think he can handle it. I think he thinks he can handle everything, and you know, and that does that that goes to his his psychosis. Yes, and I think there is psychosis there. Well, oh, I think so too. I mean, look at this. It's like here he is saying, "I can handle every situation. I can go up against Vladimir Putin and win every single time because I'm smart. Our, mm-hmm. our past leadership is dumb. But the past leadership could all. I don't know if you know this. Barack Obama was pretty good at the delegate game. He was under. He was able to understand that you're not. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Uh, you know, every other candidate, George W. Bush was good at that. Everybody's they good seem at it to except win you. Before the convention, right? Yeah. Um, oddly enough, you're the one person who can't seem to handle this, which is kind of uh, amazing. And when you talk about a guy who is, you know, uh, I it's, it's all about management and trust me. I mean, trust me is yeah. an interesting part of this because he's always like, I can do this. Trust me. He never gives a reason as to why you should believe that you should trust him or believe him. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. I mean, where I hope some uh, someone asks them. Uh, asks him, look, you keep saying, believe me, that you're going to be able to manage these processes better than everybody else. You can't manage the most basic thing to even get the job. That'd be so great. Uh, why would anyone be believe so great. you? All he would go to is the corrupt system. Right. You know, yeah. it's a corrupt I, system. And that's blah, the thing. Blah, it's blah, like, blah, it's, blah, he's blah. Bas- what he's basically he saying is, down on I can, I'm better than everybody. I can handle any situation. Unless someone tries something that's unfair, then I can't handle it at all. <laughs> it's like, well, every- Vladimir Putin's always going to try something that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Every one of your enemies is always going to do something that you deem unfair, and especially by Trump's standards, which is anyone saying mm-hmm. anything bad about him is unfair. Iran wouldn't try anything unfair. That's though. true. They're very honorable people. North Korea, they they wouldn't either. Kim Jong Un would never. Uh, they're totally no. totally no. about fairness. The whole point is that's all they do. Mm-hmm. They're fairness. Yeah. yeah, all equality. You know, they're all equal. Mm-hmm. Everything's fair. That's what communists are all about. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, I take comfort in that. I also take comfort in the fact that right now, our friends at My Patriot Supply have real food to keep us prepared in a real emergency. Like you can get, for instance, a two-week food supply uh, for just 50 bucks. Oh, that's kind of sexy. Yeah. yeah. 
50 yeah, bucks. That's not bad. It's really uh, good. You know, uh, really good. Big, of course, you're getting not just food. Mm-hmm. You're getting the highest quality food. You're getting the highest quality ingredients, and it tastes great. Plus, their food lasts up to 25 years without spoiling, so you're not going to wow. have to be replacing it mm-hmm. and cycling it through. You had to do this, right, Pat, where you would cycle through the food yes. a lot? You rotate it? Yeah, you rotate it. That's mm-hmm. what you call it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so you're, you're using, before it goes bad, you have to actually go up and eat it right. uh, because you never know. This is 25 years, so you're not going to have to do that. You, you buy it once, you have it, and then you never have to deal with it again. Are you saying, Stu, that a packet of pasta, let's say, for mm-hmm. my Patriot Supply, mm-hmm which is a really nice entree, like uh, Alfredo. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Are you saying that tastes better than a bucket full of cracked wheat? Is that, is that what you're alluding to? I'm here? alluding to that. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Well, um, then you should probably call because, um, I mean, it, it is a good deal. It is, and there's a limit for two per uh, caller. Um, that's the Jeffy rule. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Triple eight eight nine three ninety one forty, or you can order online. Preparewiththeblaze.com. dot uh, com. Again, just eight 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 nine three ninety one forty, or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. dot com. The founder of this company ten years ago was trying to sell his house. He's you know he's kind of an important guy, and he said to his wife, "If this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this?" So he started a company, and it went into business. I think three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Triple Eight, 727 Beck. It's Pat Stu. Uh, apparently, Saturday Night Live took on Hillary Clinton a little bit over the weekend, and uh, here's a peek at that. And now a message from Hillary Clinton following her recent string of losses. Hey, hello, America. It's true, I have not been winning as of late. In fact, I, I have not won a state in almost three weeks because that was the plan. I didn't want to win those, and so I didn't. Uh, it doesn't bother me one bit. I, I'm not rattled. Like the old adage says, you win some, you learn. You learn. Sorry. You win some, you learn. Some. Close you know what my favorite part about New York is? The subway. I love to ride it, and I am comfortable riding it. In fact, here's me using it earlier today. The New York City subway is the best way to get around. Ow. <laughs> Try again. It's been a while. <laughs> is this a working vegetable tart? Three or four times in life to get to I'll just <laughs> go in the old-fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, based on, as Jeffy pointed out, a real incident where she could not actually figure out how to use the Metro car to get through. I'm surprised because uh, Hillary, I'm sure, when she lived there, uh, was a frequent frequent rider on the subway. Oh, all the time. Oh, my gosh. I bet she rode it more than I did. Uh, which you never, which I never once uh, wrote. You never read it really? once. Never once. Oh my god! Not really? Once. No. I mean, we used to take it all the time because coming from uh, Penn Station mm-hmm. to where we work, to you, 
there's a couple different ways to do it. You could get you could get a cab if you could get one, which was you know not easy, or you could walk a block and then take the subway basically directly to work. Mm-hmm. So we did that. I mean, wintertime. Wintertime oh, yeah. was almost a must because you could cut through the mall and yeah, you could see, you could save so you could get some inside time. And yeah. that, that is all you talk about when you are in New York <laughs> is your commute and how to minimize like the time and keep warm and stay out of like you know some area where you're going to get stabbed. I mean, like that's all you that's all you you obsess about it when you live. There. Unless you drive your car in and park it right around the corner from where you were. Yeah, well, you obsessed about being in traffic for hours that and hours. I did. Uh, yes. And getting nothing done because you had to sit <laughs> yes. for three hours a day minimum yes. uh, in traffic. So, yeah. so ours was... Uh, it's a trade-off, isn't it? Yeah, I it mean, is. You, yeah, it is. You're going to get nicked one way or the other. Yeah, it's, ter- it's a terrible life. Uh, but her trying to act like, <laughs> I'm a normal New Yorker, look at me, uh, and then not being able to get through there is pretty embarrassing. There's one picture that like some photographer who must hate her guts took and it was like from inside the turnstile looking back up at her and she's kind of like looking down confused and like you know looking down like her chin's kind of coming out and she looks a little <laughs> husky and it's not a good picture oh um, man maybe we could find that and uh, show it yeah. to you here because uh, it's not good <laughs> it's just, it looks sad she just looks confused and it's not not a flattering photo. well you know she's you're suffering like she's been suffering the last few years suffering with the cankle disease she's suffering from, I mean, it's it affects the entire body. Can you body. describe the medical background of this? Can- I've never heard of this except from you. A cankle cough, what you're calling it? Yeah, I mean, if you suffer it? from that, it's it's horrible. It, it just inflates the, your, the entire body, the the area between your calves and your ankles. Well, I mean, yes, it inflates that area, but then it affects the rest of your body too. Okay. In mean, what particular bad. way? How does that? You see the pictures? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There well, you go. What is the mechanism by which the cankle affects the cough center of your... Uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, mm-hmm. everything in your body is connected, Pat. Okay. I mean, hello. Is it also true that fat is, is beautiful? Is that is that a true statement? Some believe that. Statement? Some believe that, yes. Okay. All right. Some do believe that. <laughs> All right. I, I am one. You are obviously I am one. I mean, Since it's in lights around you, I, I assume that I'm you sorry? are one of them. Hmm? I'm sorry, what? What? I didn't know. Um, also from Truth Revolt, see, this is why I didn't like really Rudy Giuliani in the first place. Every, <laughs> everybody was high on him for a while, but the guy is not a conservative, uh, per se, or in any way. Um, former mayor of New York, I mean, he was a great mayor, I think, and he did a really good job cleaning up New York City. New York City was kind of a pit when he took over. They had the squeegee people. They had the, you know, the window washers that would come out. He got rid of all that. And that seemed to really help. I mean, people were pissed off in the beginning, and they're like, well, how are these people going to make a living? He's like, I don't know, somehow else, some other way. No, not by breaking the not law. Not by breaking the law. Right. And It was already against the law. It was just right. that they, no one was enforcing it. So he enforced it. I mean, it's not safe for people to run out in traffic and start cleaning your window anyway. No. Your windshield. And so he put a stop to that. He also brought Disney in uh, into Times Square. That helped a lot. Got rid of some of the prostitution and the, you know, sex shops and all that stuff that was going on in, in Times Square. Yeah. And it's it's an example, though, of course, of how uh, New York values are different than uh, the values around the country. And that Giuliani is a, was a great mayor for New York City. For New York, if he 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 would not be a great. Senator from Texas. No, he right. No, like he would I not. mean, I, you know. So there are there right. are different standards that you have for your politicians, and and you know, in a situation where New where, where New York was in, um, a really high crime rate, 
um, incredible crushing um, regulation. Uh, he was able to free uh, the city up a little bit. Yeah. Um, he was obviously strong on um, police and, and, and that mm. sort of element of things, and to, to, a, to an extent that a lot of people were uncomfortable with. Uh, but it did work. Uh, and, you know, of course, it also benefited on the idea that there was a, a trend in crime falling at that point, too. It wasn't all Giuliani, but it did help. Mm-hmm. And he did, I think he did a good job. And it's certainly better than the last two mayors. Uh, I mean, he certainly, you know, certainly was better than the mayor before him and the two mayors since. No question. Uh, I mean, you know, he was a dream as far as that goes. Yes. But, I mean, supporting Trump, if you think about it, the complaints about Giuliani was that he was a little bit too much of a I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get this done type of guy. Um, that was kind of, you know, the issue with him. Sort of a, he was a little bit of a strong man mayor. Um, and, and, of course, when you need crime and uh, punishment and you need some law and order going on in your, in your society, that sometimes will work out well. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I don't want that as a president uh, by any means. Um, and, you know, even though you know, there are things, I think there really are things to like about Giuliani, and especially right after, two, you know, September 11th, there was a lot to, to like. Yeah, he, but just, he know, did a great job with yeah, that. Yeah, he did. He, he was strong. Um, but uh, now he, is, he told the New York Post, I support Trump. I'm going to vote for Trump. Um, Maggie Haberman of the New York Times said he wasn't endorsing uh, Trump. He's a Man- Manhattan Convention delegate who can have more sway on the convention floor without formal, formal endorsement. So he's going to be trying to persuade people uh, at the New York Convention that they should be voting for Trump. So uh, he'll probably have a lot of sway, too, in that, yeah. I would imagine, because he's, uh, he's a he, popular guy. Yeah, big figure, in, obviously, in New York politics. Yeah. And, you know, it would make sense that he would do pretty well there. I mean, Trump is going to win New York. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's at over 99% chance of winning, according to 538.com. Wow. Um, now, his polling is showing an, a massive lead of uh, 50, let's say 52, 53% um, to around 20 for both Kasich and Cruz. Um, now, if that, the ideal outcome here is like something in the area of 49% uh, or 48% uh, for Trump, keeping him under 50 and getting both Kasich and Cruz above 20%. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thin, you know, it's a very narrow needle to, to thread there. But mm-hmm. if you can do that, you're going to cut into his delegate lead uh, by quite a bit. I mean, but I would expect him to get something like 70 delegates out of New York. I mean, I, that's kind of what I expect. Yeah. Um, he might get 50 if we're lucky, um, but he's going to get 70, and he could get 90. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be surprising if he gets almost all of them. <clears throat> Red State had, had a scenario today where uh, they were talking about 54. If, if Cruz can keep him under 50, and he himself can get over 20, and I think Kasich needs to as well, it would be a scenario something like um, 54 for Trump, 30 for Cruz, 11 for Kasich. That would be ideal. I mean, that would be... That's a huge Probably is as good as you can expect from New York State. The good thing is, of course, that Trump has underperformed his polls almost everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily always with the raw number, but usually with the lead. Um, if he's got a 20-point lead in the polls, a lot of times he's winning by a six. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that continues to go on. However, in New York, I don't expect it to. New York is going to be the most fertile ground for um, Donald Trump in America. If he can't get 50% in New York, he can't get 50% anywhere. Yeah. Meanwhile, a local Vermont outlet, WCAX.com, uh, reported that the, city's, the city billed uh, Trump's campaign $8,500 in public safety costs earlier this year, and they still haven't been paid. Bills were about two months past due. Uh, it's $8,500. You know, pay the bill. Come on. 
the Democrat mayor is thinking about taking action against Trump's campaign, though the specifics of what action uh, would involve are unclear. The mayor intends to decide on any possible action within the next two weeks. But they incurred the expenses when um, Trump held a, a rally at the Flynn Theater in January. The campaign overbooked the rally, which resulted in thousands of supporters and protesters hovering outside the venue. So the Democrat National Committee also failed to pay bills from the city for thousands of dollars in public safety costs incurred when Obama and First Lady Michelle uh, traveled there for separate fundraising trips. So it looks like this poor town just keeps getting stiffed by these politicos. I mean, Donald Trump is always bragging about how wealthy he is. Are you self-funding? Yeah, and self-funding his campaign. You're going to split hairs over 8,500 bucks. Come well, on. This is the same thing that's happened to him with the employees at all these places. He, you know, the state finishes, they give him a win or a loss, and then he fires everybody to save money. I guess. Mm, I uh, guess. You know, maybe he should take more donations and try to solicit them more, so he could actually expend the amount of money needed to win the campaign. Although um, I'd oh, rather him not. Please don't. Yeah, I take that back. You, you'll, <laughs> it's, it, you know what? You're just being treated unfairly. You should drop out. <laughs> Good you're point. right. You're right, Don. Yes, he he's being treated unfairly. You right. should stop and not put up with it. Just go home. Just take your toys and go home, Donald. More patents too coming up in a second. More two. Potentially, maybe no more than five. No more than five seconds. Wow. We'll be back. No, no more. Than five. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Five seconds. Misleading. Yeah. 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 Probably, yeah. probably yeah. right. So this uh, past Friday, uh, oh. this weekend. Oh my gosh, that's right. I didn't say that's right. That just reminded me that your stupid thing was on, wasn't it? My stupid thing. I mean your show, whatever it is. I mean that was it's really on Friday night, the season right? premiere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd have remembered. Why didn't you? I have tweeted about it multiple times, oh. and, and you know, I my Twitter was down. Did a promo. We aired it on the show. Twitter was down. We aired it on the show, though. I talked about it on both this show and the radio I show I on Friday. Yeah, I, uh, on the radio show. I could remember. Like TV and radio. So were it did air, off. though. We were both off. <laughs> did it air? Did air? It's not a surprise that it would air. Wow. Good. I um, see. I don't. I'm not on Twitter, so I didn't see that. And yeah, then I, we talked about it on the. And then radio they turned show. off my TV and radio, so I didn't. We were on. You were on the in the same room as me, so wouldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, but I turned off my feed. <laughs> Your feed? I, I said it to you. So my show aired on uh, Friday, uh, <laughs> the uh, the first episode of uh, season five. Is there anything worthy that we could see? see? Yeah, there is. Would you like to see it? Yes, I, please. Oh, show it to us. Man, do show I want to see it. We want to see I it more than we want to live. Really? Yeah, yes. more than we want to live. Yeah, that's wow. a good way to put it, Pat. That's Thank a good, that's uh, a good way that's to a good, put it. Can I use that in the promotional sure. materials? Sure. Pat and Jeffy want to see it more, more than they want to live. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. There you go. Uh, here it is, the season premiere of The Wonderful World of Stew, Friday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Brian Cranston is the man. He was the first interview that I ever did by myself as a radio host. Little known fact. Mm -hmm. So little known that I'm pretty sure... I'm the only one in the world who knows it, including him. But it did happen. He's a talented guy. I mean, he played a dentist on Seinfeld. 
Where, where is uh, Jennifer today? Oh, she's over at Dr. Sussman's office. Yeah, we find it fun to swap now and then. <laughs> I interviewed him right before his debut as Malcolm's dad on Malcolm in the Middle. You're nothing but a common jogger. Oh. That is so ridiculous. Don't worry. Won't get far. And, of course, he went on to critical acclaim as Walter White from Breaking Bad. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. That is some serious range. Brian Cranston even got an Oscar nomination for his role as Dalton Trumbo, a blacklisted Hollywood writer who wrote movies in secret to keep his career alive through the Cold War. As with the case of many of the accused communists of the era, Trumbo actually was a communist. He was a true believer. So much so, he went to prison for a time after being held in contempt of Congress because of his views. In one scene, as one of his daughters is trying to understand why everyone in town hates daddy so much, she asks if she, too, is a communist. Trumbo gives her a little quiz. Dad, mm. are you a communist? I am. Am I? Well, why don't we give you the official test? Mom makes your favorite lunch. Ham and cheese. Ham and cheese. And at school, you see someone with no lunch at all. What do you do? Share. Share? Well, you, you don't tell them to just go get a job? No. Oh, you offer them a loan at 6%. Oh, that's very clever. Dad. Ah, then you just ignore them. No. Well, well. You little commie. So that's communism. Hmm. Interesting fact about communism. Sharing is not part of it. You don't get to make the choice of what you would do with your ham sandwich. Your ham sandwich is never your ham sandwich at all. The sandwich is taken, redistributed, and theoretically a tiny moldy little bite comes back to you at some unknown point in the future. In fact, if history is any guide, your ham sandwich will be forcibly removed from your possession and then you will die of starvation. If you want to see how communists actually deal with food, Google this funky word, Holodomor. It means death by hunger. And a few million Ukrainians had no choice but to learn all about it thanks to the Soviet government. Communism is a lot of things, but it is not a cute little romantic lesson about sharing. It killed a hundred million people. It is as deadly as anything this planet has ever faced, including Nazism, and is challenged in its brutality by only the globe's worst communicable diseases. Regardless, it's your right to disagree with your political system in this country, and that's the focus of Trumbo. Notably, that is not your right in a communist country. Lost on everyone who will see this movie in Hollywood is the fact that only a large, powerful government is capable of such things. Only a big government is capable of destroying the careers and lives of the people that disagree with it. 
and only a big government can kill a hundred million people. As communism faded away, so did mass genocide. When Dalton Trumbo was fighting what was portrayed as a brave fight for communism, governments around the world were killing people. This chart shows how many countries were involved in mass killings of their own citizens. Through the rise of communism, the number of countries involved in mass killings keeps going up and up and up and up. And then on December 25th, 1991, we all received the most wonderful Christmas present. The Soviet Union dissolved and communism died with it, with the exception of North Korea, Cuba, and the twinkle of the eye of way too many American politicians. Since that day, the number of countries involved in mass killings has fallen and fallen and fallen. Communism dying meant people living. The First Amendment guarantees your right to say and believe whatever you want, even if it's as utterly ridiculous as the benefits of communism from the mouth of a wealthy Hollywood writer like Dalton Trumbo. Yet even after going through this period and realizing that it's a bad idea to imprison writers because of their political views, progressives continue to want a giant government. They want it bigger and bigger and bigger. They want it to go after people who participate in what the government thinks is incorrect or hate speech. For far too many people, big government is fine as long as it's your guy who is running it. Something to think about on both sides of the aisles these days. So to review, communism is not equal to sharing. Less communism brings less murder. And while the birth of Christ remains the most important thing to celebrate on Christmas, maybe take just a moment to remember December 25th, 1991, the day the entire planet got a big, fat Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Am I sorry I missed that? That's, uh, come on, I mean, that's solid stuff. No, but uh, that's not it, though, right? I mean, there was more to oh, the show. Because we'll you, you just can't just leave me hanging with that. We'll give you more. You can actually watch the entire thing on demand at any time, Jeffy, at uh, blaze.com slash TV. Really? Uh, yeah, maybe we'll give you a couple other segments uh, later on this week or something. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. That would be wonderful. I appreciate that. I it mean, is amazing uh, to see how that's portrayed. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, that's so agonizing. It is. Well, honey. Yeah. Do you have a ham sandwich? Do you believe in sharing? Yeah. Somebody who's really super hungry? And that is about the, under- yes. the level of understanding I, I, of the average American. so stupid. It's, it's like his daughter goes to school and the principal is there and grabs her sandwich and takes it from her. Mm-hmm. She's not sharing. He just took it and then he decides who to give it to. I mean, that's asinine. That's how you indoctrinate your kid though, right there. Right? It is. I and mean, that's how he yeah, probably it did it. It's great indoctrination of a kid in a nation and that's what Hollywood does. They indoctrinate, and they continue to indoctrinate, and they, and they continue to excuse all the communists who worked. And they, first of all, they tried to deny there were any. Mm-hmm. No, no, there's no communists here. There's nothing to see here. Now they're starting to admit, oh, yeah, all these people were communists. Yeah, you found us out. So His story is, is <laughs> amazing. Uh, it's amazing because, you know, look, he was oh. a communist. Um, he uh, did, did believe these things. He, yeah, he didn't hide. He didn't hide. I mean, he was, he was proud about it. Um, although he did wind up hiding after he was blacklisted, wound up just making right. up names and writing more movies. Yeah. Uh, and actually won an Oscar for a movie. I can't remember what the name of the movie was. Uh, you, it, it's mm. one you'd heard of. Um, but uh, he won an Oscar for Best Picture, writing a movie that he wrote under a fake name. 
um, because he he wasn't allowed to work essentially in but, any other way. I'm sorry. Did this communist make the money from the movies? Oh or? yeah, and, yeah. Huh. And, and actually, they so he didn't donate that. To no, 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 no. Um, and, and they actually talked kid. about that in uh, in the movie. Louis C.K. is in Do the they? movie as well, and he. Uh, he was also a communist um, in the movie, and he was critical of Trumbo throughout the movie. Like, wait a minute, you're saying you're Mr. Communist guy, but look at this freaking, you know, because he, he lives in this awesome, like, you know, northeastern daughter, ranch type of place. His like, daughter on a horse ride. Right, right, on a horse ride. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, you, you talk all this communist game, but man, your life seems like it's pretty capitalist. Uh, this is a pretty sweet arrangement you have here. Mm-hmm. And the criticism of the true believers at that time was essentially hey, are you really going to stand up in the end? Because you kind of like your stuff. You kind of like your stuff. You kind of like your house. You kind of like your nice big yard. You kind of like your horses. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you really are a true believer. Although, at least in the movie, they portrayed it as he actually did wind up standing up. But he liked his stuff. And he turned against his family. He was not portrayed. It wasn't a completely glorious tale of this guy. Though overall, it was uh, favorable. Of course. As you might might admit. But, I mean, they did show some of the downsides. I mean, he was... I mean, he wound up. Did he lose his stuff? He or not? he did lose a lot of his stuff. He he, did? he wound up working through uh, uh, this era where he couldn't get a job, mm. uh, and you know, really turned against his family, made enemies of his family, and and uh, you know, at least emotionally abandoned them um, at times throughout. Um, it was yeah, not that's, a, that's communism, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was not. A, it perfect. was not an entirely positive tale, but I mean, mm. the, 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 I think the overall thrust of the movie and mm. the way they want you to view his career is: here's a guy, this mean government of a bunch of conservatives mm-hmm. uh, came against him and said, hey, you can't be a communist and we're not going to allow you to work and we're going to ruin your family. Right. And he stood up and stayed strong, which, I mean, you know, to me, like, that is not the right thing to do. A government shouldn't be doing that. A government shouldn't be making, you know, mm-hmm. trying to enforce blacklists and, and all of these things. <clears throat> However, there's more to the story than that. Uh, and uh, the the big thing is, if you want a big government, you get things like this. Mm-hmm. You're going to deal with consequences like the ones he dealt with. Because at some point, the next guy is going to come in and he's not going to like your side. You know, and this is the thing we were worried about. With You know, we talked about it during Barack Obama. We said the next president, you might not like his policy so much. And look, if it's Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is not going to be the guy like Ted Cruz and, and say, well, the Constitution limits me from doing those things. Donald Trump is just going to do them. Yeah. And you're not going to, you might not like some of the, the results of that. And, uh, you know, too many people, as I kind of said at the end of that, hey, if it's my guys in control, well, I, that's okay if they break the Constitution. Uh, that's no. not the way to think about it. No. You better not. have somebody who limits themselves. 888727 Beck. More uh, patents, too, coming up. So, Jeff, you're going to be online or you're going to watch the show? Well, I am online, yes, and I will watch the show. Right up this time. Triple eight seven two seven dead. Pat and Stu. Uh, Stu and I have always been, and I think you are too, Stu, uh, Jeffy, aren't you? Fascinated oh, I love by, these tall buildings. by by big building <laughs> stories. I don't know why. We we love the skyscraper stories. And uh, there's another one from Dubai. Uh, they're talking about building a tower, a billion dollar tower that will dwarf the Burj Dubai tower that's already there. And that's and it, I don't. From the sounds of it, it looks like it's just a viewing tower. 
There's nothing going on in it. They just no, really. I think so. No way. Uh, they're building one of them, its most elaborate structures yet, with developers yeah. promising it will. Uh, the, the new tower, based at the center of a new de de development, uh, is set to boast rotating balconies and landscaping inspired by the mythical Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Said the huge viewing tower yep. would mm. cost about a billion dollars to build. Does so say it's, a, it's a viewing tower. Does say there's uh, 18 to 20 uh, mixed-use floors, including restaurants and a boutique okay, hotel. Okay, so there'll be a few other things in it, but the, it's mainly just a big high tower. Mainly just a big tall tower where you can look out. I will say that Business Insider's headline on it is they're going to build a billion-dollar tower to dwarf the world's tallest building. Then in the story itself, it says mm -hmm. the tower will be a notch taller than the Burj Khalifa. A notch, <laughs> a notch. or dwarf? Uh, are those two completely <laughs> yes. different things? Yes. Yes. I mean, I would say that what they're going to do is like, yes. it's going to be like 2,800 mm. feet, which is still impressive, by the way. Yeah, it is. Uh, but if that's it, you know, I mean, that's not dwarfing it. It's just it's a little bigger. Now, the Burj Khalifa is 2,700 feet. It cost $1.5 to build. So you know this one is just a viewing tower because it's only going to be a billion dollars to build. So apparently there's going to be a lot of floors in this that aren't really right. doing anything. They just you put support a nice the building. The top and right? that's about it. Yeah. yeah. It is, I mean, it's a cool looking thing. Although it's not, I mean, it doesn't look that big to me. It's, it's barely bigger than those picture frames. <laughs> um, that's a good point. I mean, that's. I mean, is it bigger than the other buildings in the area? Yes, yes. but they're tiny. They're, they're underneath. They look like a little like bugs live in them or something. They're not so, that big, uh, unless those are gigantic picture frames. Yeah, and they must be. Which is really that. more of a no the notable part of the story. I mean, <laughs> either that or people are really, really small in Dubai. Yeah, because well, you see the roadway there, and you can't even see the people. They're so teeny. That's uh, true. So that's true. Or like ant size over there. But like, isn't it a bigger deal that they built picture frames that big if that's a, if 2,800 <laughs> feet? Yes, I think nah, so. I think that's a much <laughs> larger part of the story. You know, they, they just, you know, media today, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is unbelievable. Stupid. Um, do we have the, uh, we have a quick second for the Ford robot car that drives in the dark? Um, this is, uh, I guess, another mm. one of these vehicles with radars and... Um, it can detect laser uh, uh, detection cameras, everything, trying to make it uh, so you can drive in the dark. Another thing they actually came up with, and this is, I, I don't know, maybe even more amazing, were called headlights. And what, what you do with those is they're <laughs> lights on the front of you a car. You can't put yeah. those on every car, though. Why well, headlights? Why? I think you could. I mean, just cost-wise, would actually be a little bit... <laughs> Uh, what is the good of that? I, I okay, so we drive down the road with these strobe lights flashing. That's better than headlights. That's a good look for some. Uh, I guess the idea is, can you technically do it? Who I cares? Yeah, I don't know. Well, good is that? What if your headlights go? The car's out, driving by itself in yeah, the dark. Yeah, we already have cars driving by itself. Yeah, and the, right in the dark, it's hard. I can get. I, I get that. That's probably difficult. I just don't know that it's uh, okay. necessary. Whatever. But how about those picture frames? Oh, they're huge. Huge. And they're just gigantic. Biggest ones. picture frames ever built.
Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, the FBI is warning of a cyber threat to the electric grid, so that's some good news. <laughs> that's some good news right there. Three months after a Department of Homeland Security intelligence report downplayed the threat of a cyber attack against the U.S. electrical grid, DHS and the FBI began a nationwide program warning of the dangers faced by U.S. utilities from damaging cyber attacks like the recent hacking against Ukraine's power grid. The unclassified briefings are titled, Ukraine Cyber Attack, Implications for U.S. Stakeholders. <laughs> and they're based on work with the Ukrainian government in the aftermath of their attack. Uh, the briefings will outline the details of the attacks, the techniques used by hackers, and strategies to be used to limit risks and improve cybersecurity for grid organizations. Threat briefings followed an internal DHS report, <clears throat> intelligence report published in January that, the stated, uh, that stated the risk of a cyber attack against U.S. electrical infrastructure was low. And now maybe they're kind of saying, well, maybe not so much. Maybe not as low as we once led you to believe. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they just won't take the precautions necessary. They won't do that either with the, uh, with the EMP, with a threat of... Uh, and, uh, you know, the pulse, the magnetic pulse thing. Mm -hmm. they, won't, they won't secure the infrastructure against just that. I mean, that would be so, that would be even more devastating than something, a, a cyber attack against our electrical grid. That shuts down everything. If, if you get an EMP attack uh, and these EMPs go off in, like, maybe two sections above the U.S., that probably shuts down virtually everything in the country. And then you're walking, you're in The Walking Dead, basically. You are. <laughs> I mean, yes, you are. Uh, it's over. What was the other one? What was the show that, Pat, you were watching, too? It was the same. It wasn't a zombie show, but it was a... Revolution. Revolution. Is that what you're talking about? And there was no electricity. And yeah, there was no, everything yeah. went down. The yeah. day the power went out, and everything went down, and then all hell broke loose. And the country broke up into factions, and... Uh, everybody was warring against each other, and, and it was ugly. It's one it of those ugly. things, too. It's oh, interesting. Right. I think they had to travel to Chicago and find yeah. the power. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting yeah. because, like, in a normal world scenario, you don't want to be anywhere near Jeffy. You don't. <laughs> you, you do not want to be near this guy. Well, Correct. And, and, you know, you basically don't want him to ever see anyone you care about mm. um, yes. or any of your possessions. But in, in that situation... There's some value to Jeffy because he's willing to do anything. I mean, he doesn't care. He doesn't have any mm -hmm. lines. No, please. And you don't want a guy with lines in that scenario. You want right. a guy who's, you know, you know, someone wanders into your camp. They just get executed and you don't hear anything about it. That's Jeffy. That's why your guy. You, why wouldn't you kill them at that time? Why wouldn't you kill them now, to be honest? But, I mean, I'll give you now, no. But then, for sure, gone. <laughs> You're a good guy, Jeffy. I just wanted yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. But you just sure. said it. And that is, that is the, the Walking Dead scenario, right? Because they're trying to stay alive, and they'll do virtually anything they can to keep themselves alive. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if that means killing other living people, then it means killing other living people. It happens. And they've got no qualms about it, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of them do. Well, they do. But most of them don't now. Have they now, this is sort of off topic but related have they just now built this walking dead thing into a situation where it's either walking dead or rise of the walking dead or fear of the Walking whatever well, fear of the walking dead is the the, the newest uh show they started season but like two they're yesterday. doing it where like they when one ends the other one starts yes. so you always have something correct essentially and you know fear 
I guess it's you know, okay. It, it Was it good you, last night? Because I've seen it. Lets it lets you down uh, easy. <clears throat> have you seen it? Did you see the one no, last? Oh, okay. I haven't. I would catch it. I'm kind of interested to see what this what this is going to be like. It's season two. Of Fear the Walking Dead. Season one only had six episodes, was it? I don't know. Whatever it was, it was too many. Yeah. He didn't like it. Not much. So Fear the Walking Dead, though, is it happens before The Walking Dead, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a the, prequel, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so and they talk about the, uh, the very beginning of the virus. On the other side of the country. Okay. So it's the very beginning in Los Angeles, whereas the other one started kind of in uh, Atlanta. Not kind of. It did start. Right. <laughs> I was hoping for for more, though, other than just first of all, they you know, they, fear for me hasn't given me any characters that I follow that you care with. about. That's the thing you need. I mean, if especially if you're going to sit through such gruesome material, man. For me, I got to really care about the characters, and and you do in mm-hmm. Walking Dead. I'm not yeah. sure you do with Fear. The no, Walking Dead. we'll see if it gets there this season. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only been six episodes. I guess it right. maybe it's going to go. Right. Anyway. Um, Although with Walking Dead, I was hooked after one. Yes. Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, I, I I remember too. But I remember my, my wife said, "You know, you really should watch this." Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down and watching like the first one or two episodes, and, and I you're was like, "Oh my god!" Gone gosh. for the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I binged through the massive amounts. Surprising because you usually have a lot of important things to do other than. <laughs> well, I know. And I know it was a surprise <laughs> that my wife said, "No, just go ahead and stay up here and watch." Huh. Like you, I was like, but honey, we have... No, Don't worry, I'll do all those things without you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, back to the FBI story here. This is kind of interesting. Uh, James Comey, uh, who's you know, the big wig over at the FBI, uh, does something that I think a lot of... I, I'm curious if you guys do it. He's the Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. of the FBI, if I'm not mistaken. That, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Jeffy, do you put uh, something to block the camera on your laptop? Because this apparently is what James Comey does. Do you? Do uh, I don't, but I'm doing it right now, so don't try to look at me. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, my wife does. My wife I, does. Does she really? I, yeah. She I just puts got a tape new computer and I, her cameras. I just, I just got a new computer and I took it off. Of, uh, of, I mean, I just haven't put it on this one, but I, I think I would. Like, I don't think it's... Uh, is it crazy? Because, I mean, no, the guy for the FBI is doing it. I think it's prudent, especially if Comey's doing it. Now, Jeffy, you don't care. You must I mean, know something, There's so right? many pictures of you out there. Yeah, what, does what does it matter? What does it matter? It's too late Plus, it's not a bad precedent. You know, people start doing that. It makes it tougher to see people. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see the video of this? This is, uh, I guess, FBI uh, Director James Comey. I saw someone new with this, so I copied it. I put a piece of tape. I have, a, a obviously, a laptop, personal mm-hmm. laptop. I put a piece mm-hmm. of tape over the camera. Because I saw somebody smarter than I had a piece of tape over their camera. Uh, That's interesting. I, hmm. I you know, uh, first of all, uh, don't make it clear tape. That's uh, that's not going to help. Uh, Jeffy, just trying to help you out there. Um, but uh, I think like it. There's been enough, you know, it's not it's not crazy world, is it, to do that? Because, I mean, there's well, been so he's many. the director of the FBI. Right. If anybody knows if there's a danger, it should be him, and he obviously thinks there's a danger. Right, but there's a reason so... to go to the, uh, to try to get on the FBI's computers, the director of the FBI's computers and such. Um, and I, I always think that that's the reason I do it is because, like, you know, we're certain, certainly a different scale, but, like, at some level... People would, I'm sure, like to see what Glenn says in his private meetings, and so I don't want, you know, necessarily that to be, I don't know, you know, you you, you take other steps of uh, protection, maybe because we're in the media or whatever. Do normal people, you know, do that? The average person who doesn't, my wife definitely does. So I, I mean, and it's not just, it's not just like, 
you know, high-level informational hacks. I mean, you go online, and we've, we've done stories about this, where people will just to screw around, take control of your computer, use it to, uh, to, to blackmail people, uh, take photos of them in various states of uh, undress. Right, Jeffy? This is your... I mean, obviously, a big part of your business is they're based... Gonna, they're going to leave the camera uncovered up. I mean, it's there to use. Anyway... <laughs> 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 it's actually not. It's not for yeah, your use. Yeah, no. Uh, no but exactly. does 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 uh, does your wife use Skype or anything when she talks to the kids or whatever, or relatives or anything? Yeah. So she just takes it off yeah. as needed. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't right? seem like a bad idea. I'm kind of no, surprised. Like, there's not just something built in on these computers. I know. Just like easily. I guess they want you to use them more, so they don't want you to get. But I mean, like, and it does. It would send, I guess, the signal of, "Hey, you're it not sure secure." Will. But I mean, in reality, like, you're not. You look at, you know, how many how many hacks have there been with pictures leaked and, and all mm -hmm. that stuff? Now, mm -hmm. luckily with us, they would look at them and, and vomit all over their computers <laughs> and probably right. ruin the computer. <laughs> right. uh, but still, like, I, I don't know. I mean, you want some level of privacy, don't you? I mean, I, yes. And I, I, but at I, the same time, you know that I leave my, you know, you leave your phone sitting next to your bed. Wide and that's got a, yep. cameras right got there. Cameras right on it. Right there. Yeah. Right, but I mean, you put your, if you put your phone down, it's either face down or it's face up, and it's looking at the ceiling. Right? It's not looking at you when you're bed. right. I guess when you're you'd have to put it on its side and kind of angle it toward. Here's what my wife and I are doing. If you right. want to see it, and you're on your computer, I mean, it's actually pointed at you, yeah. or, or it might be yeah. sitting on a, de a table right. where it's just open. Your phone to me is a little bit different. So is your iPad because that will never be. I mean, unless again you position right. it on purpose to be positioned. Looking at you, and you would never position and, and Jeffy, a camera. You would on never, never to in a catch million minutes or seconds. Maybe for security well, okay, purposes, maybe, uh, right. that'd be about it. Or for <laughs> security, yeah. I mean. Other purposes, you would do it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Right. Right. good. good. You need Glad to get a little better at denying yeah. things, just so you're <laughs> aware. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So they had the Masters this weekend, apparently. Yeah. Uh, are you, you a big golf fan? I am not, not a big golf fan. Um, I did so, catch, obviously, there was such a big story going on with the, the right. collapse of uh, Jordan Spieth. How far ahead was he? Five shots up, I think, and, he, and his collapse was on the 12th hole of the final round. So, I mean, he was close. Five shots up at the 12th hole, 12th hole and lost. And he quadruple bogeyed a hole. That's oh, man. Why. Yeah. And he lost to Danny Willett, who's never won before. Do you, have you heard of Willett? I have not. I, I don't follow golf. Yeah, I don't, I don't Although I saw a bunch closely. of people were posting there. Uh, wagering tickets where he was 150 or 200 to one to win, mm -hmm. um, so they were collecting a nice, wow. little, nice little pay. One guy, 150, uh, 20 bucks and 150 to one, so he won over 3,000. And then he, so he got this uh, dumb-looking green jacket, which uh, <laughs> apparently everybody covets, and it wasn't always that way. First of all, um, Augusta National opened in 1933, and in 37, members started wearing the green jackets. Founder Clifford Roberts hoped that the conspicuous jackets would help members stand out as uh, reliable sources of information for visitors. But at first, because, well, they're green jackets and they're butt ugly, uh, nobody wanted to wear them. <laughs> so apparently Roberts made a bulk order of heavy wool jackets from the Brooks Uniform Company of New York when he began the tradition Members complained about the impractical choice for the warm Georgia spring, but all were too mindful of their Wool manners. Wool in Georgia? Yeah, dumb. That's not a good, not, not a good choice. Not, not good. Uh, today's jackets are cooler. Apparently, uh, they've. Um They've, they've evolved. Uh, mm -hmm. They are now a blend of tropical weight wool and polyester. 
Um, and the the ones that you see them put on afterwards, they are actually not the ones they keep. I guess they get uh, nice custom ones afterwards. Man, a poly blend. You know that's high quality if it's a poly blend. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, there's nothing better than polyester, man. This is, huh? I have this part with was, me. was interesting on this, is that the champion can wear the green jacket anywhere he wants, but only for a year. And they're, like, super strict about it. Um, uh, Phil Mickelson um, wanted to wear I think I can't remember who it was Mickelson. Um, I can't remember who it was. I was reading the longer story had details about one of the past champions. Might have been Nicholas. I don't remember who wore it somewhere else, like overseas, after a year, and they like clamped down on it seriously. Really? They hardcore like went after him, like never wear that again. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. What if he does? Then what do you do? He gets killed. Gets killed. You kill him. You're literally killed by the masters people. The masters. They kill them. They don't call masters for nothing, do they? And then they set off the EMP. Wow. They hang you. They hang you with a wool rope. Really? Is it a poly blend? It is a poly blend. Okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> they're uh, apparently the holy grail of golf memorabilia. Uh, Augusta National is smart to keep the jackets on its grounds, although the jackets are rumored to cost only around two fifty. Uh, surprising for a polyester blend. Uh, memorabilia collectors will pay big bucks for a chance to own golf's most iconic offer. In 2013, relatives of Horton Smith, who won the tournament in 34 and 36, found his green jacket in a closet. They put the prize garment up for auction. Wow. Guess how much it made? Over $40. $9. Over nine. <laughs> Over nine. Which Somewhere is between nine and $40. Wow. That's amazing. Now, actually, the number's big. Somebody paid over $9 yeah, for Yeah, way over nine. It was wow. $682,229. Wow. That's not a lot of them. I mean, it's, you know, there's a, uh, there's a, wow. a scarcity. You can't even sure. wear it anywhere. Yeah, no. <laughs> You'll die. I, I think you'd be wearing a six hundred eighty-two thousand dollar jacket around. No, I think you want to mm -hmm. put that somewhere. No. Yeah, maybe. You know. So there you go. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too. Let's come on. All right. I guess uh, we'll do it here. Yeah, whatever. I mean, maybe. You know, we're back when you come back. Whatever. Seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, I love this from um, uh, CIA Chief John Brennan. This is the same guy, right, who said uh, the Muslim Brotherhood is a mostly secular mm -hmm. and uh, and and nonviolent group. Uh, they're mostly friendly. They mostly go bowling together. Uh, they're mostly about get-togethers for special occasions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Groundhog Day, and sometimes on Arbor Day, and they'll plant trees. Flag then, Day, yeah, Flag Day is a big one for them, big one. And then they they'll have maybe a picnic, and invite some families, and then they go bowling. They like to bowl. Mm -hmm. Is that wrong? No, they're mostly no. secular, and they're bowlers. Leave them alone. It's basically what he said. Uh, not an exact quote. I'm paraphrasing just a bit, but now he's saying, uh, "I will not agree to carry out." Some of these tactics and techniques I've heard bandied about. Because this institution needs to endure, he said. So even if ordered by the president, he will not uh, apparently do enhanced interrogation techniques, including 
waterboarding. I thought that was a really weird quote, considering you, you know you're not going to be there forever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you do realize that yeah. you're not the all-powerful future uh, rule maker for the entire organization. Not really your, your deal. Uh, you're just the right. guy there now. Yeah, um, so... It was weird. Really weird. Uh, but that's... I still don't understand. I, st I will never get past this waterboarding thing and understanding it. Either we say we're never going to do it again, and then we stop doing it to our own soldiers. Mm -hmm. Or if we're doing it as a training exercise to our own soldiers, then it's not torture. Yeah, there's, then we there's can I, one of those two things, enemy. right? Yeah. And we continue to train our soldiers with its use, uh, and then, of course, say that it's the worst thing in the world. I, I wonder sometimes if it's too effective, it's, if it's so effective that you'll confess to anything or you'll blurt out anything. And, you know, that is a danger with torture, right? That you'll, you'll mm -hmm. confess to things or you'll say things that aren't even true just to get it to stop. Well, that's, that's happened with you multiple times, Jeffrey. <laughs> you'll, uh, when yeah. you get that... Actually, <clears throat> I was just bringing up some memories of the first time I mm -hmm. was arrested. Right. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's... What year was that? They went way too far. 18. Way too far. I mean, by yeah. the end, you're just, you're right, Pat. Right. At the You'll end, you're like, okay, I did it, yeah. and I did all the other stuff, too, to right. stop. I mean, that is, there, that is an issue, although, obviously, uh, that's usually only an issue with someone who doesn't know. Um, yeah. That's what they, they usually leave out of that story, which is like, if someone doesn't know, at times, they will confess to things that they, they just want to get it over with, so they'll confess the thing that they don't, mm -hmm. you know, they'll make something up um, and just say, yes, yes, I did it. However, when people do know, they also will confess and come up with the actual information. Right. Um, you know, I, the argument isn't necessarily whether it works or not. I think the argument is, is it, uh, you know, a humane practice? Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you, you don't, it's not a first choice. It's a last resort. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we should be doing it to everyone who gets arrested. I don't think we, every Jeffy that walks well, we off don't. the street. Right. We've done we it three times, three times, supposedly. Three times. I, re I remember... Uh, in the article, when this was a really big deal back in 08, 07, uh, and we were talking about waterboarding all the time, and, and it came out that there were three people we'd done this to. I'm like, three people? What? We're making this big a deal over doing this to three, including uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who was one of them. And supposedly, of the three people, the... Uh, usually, they usually couldn't hold out for any more than 18 seconds under this form of torture. And it's not torture, if you ask me. It's a, an enhanced interrogation technique. Um, but 18 seconds, and then Khalid Sheikh Mohammed supposedly held out for about two minutes or so. And then he confessed to all the stuff that we know that he was now apparently responsible for. So, it, you know, we got some incredible information from him. Uh, we we found out some things that apparently saved lives. Is that not worth it? I mean, you're not pulling out their fingernails. You're just pouring water in their face. Yeah, and a lot of these enhanced not interrogation um, methods are reportedly responsible for some of the information that got us Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know. Look, I. It's a tough one. Obviously, you don't want to do things, um, certainly to citizens, so that would break the Constitution. These are wartime activities, um, and, you know, you, you don't, there are rules you want to keep uh, as close to as possible, obviously. But, I mean, this is a, a situation where um, I just find it hard to categorize it as torture if you're doing it to your own soldiers. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it to your own trainees, you're doing this. They're tr they are going through it so that they can resist it. We don't pull out their fingernails to train them. 
We no. don't jam spikes right. in their legs to train them. No. That we you do, know of. Th- that we know. That's right. Thank you, Jeffy. <laughs> we, I mean, it, that's the stuff that's torture. Yeah. You yeah. would never even consider right. that. And if we ever heard that it was going on, we would never accept it. The thing about, you know, with the difference between um, uh, waterboarding and, you know, we always used to make fun of, like, a, you have to stand on a box and hold wires and... You think you might be electrocuted. The difference there is actually electrocuting them. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the difference here is you, it feels like you're drowning, but you're not. <laughs> right. That's why it's right. a, like it, there's a line there that right. I don't feel so uncomfortable crossing because you're not actually doing that. If you went in and you said you, you put them underwater uh, and they were actually some of them were drowning and they died. And you said, well, they didn't give us the information. I'd be a little upset about it. Yeah, That's I remember it. Hearing about this in the beginning and thinking, well, how many people have died from this? And the answer was zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, in fact, we've only done it to three people. I, I, I mean, it was mind-boggling to me that we were making that big a deal out of three people. Thousands of soldiers. Thousands of our thousands own of our own soldiers. We've gone through it. To. But for it's three, really three ter- terrorists. Yeah. Um, and now we've stopped it as if it's the worst thing ever. Look, I, we don't want to do it often, and I would say you don't want it, you're not going to do it to everyone you pick up, uh, pick up off the battlefield, but if you have someone who's a high-value uh, target and someone who you know, you're like, wow, this person might have uh, evidence of future attacks, he has evidence of the structure of this organization. I mean, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is a big guy. Yeah. I, I don't see how you defend not doing it. Well... We've even done it to our own talk show host. Thank you. We've actually done it. It's true. To I went through this. Gear. He has been insure waterboarded. Yeah. Insure and you found that it was too chocolatey. Too chocolatey. It was, <laughs> it's too <laughs> chocolatey was his exclamation at the end. Uh-huh. That now, was actually very rough. Well, I also didn't know. Seems rough. I, to me, there's no such thing. That's oh, too chocolatey. Absolutely, there but is. I've never been insureboarded. I've never been. And I did not know it was coming. Um, I kind of I thought I was oh, going to have time to let you know when we're torturing you all of a sudden? Yes, now? I thought that was because I wasn't actually being tortured. It was just an experiment. And then Pat just poured it all over my face. Uh, and it was, it was, I, it was. News to me rough. that you weren't actually being tortured, but go on. It was you, rough for you, though? It you, was. It was. It was not pleasant. <laughs> I would not say I wanted to do it again. However, I am here. You know, uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh-huh. Now, I wasn't official. I would say it was the official process. It was we, close. Though. We should probably show that again. We have it. So I don't know. Oh, we got should, it somewhere, we should, right? We should it's find somewhere. it. Sure. We should find it because uh, I'm sure we do have that somewhere. Uh, now, should we waterboard mentally ill felons who have lied on their sperm bank website application? Absolutely uh, not. And help create 36 children. Jeffy's thing Absolutely is not. no, and for obvious reasons. How many times have you lied, uh, well, Jeffy, about your... Zero while I'm there. Uh, while you're there. Okay. Well, Jeffy, you are. Um, you have lied a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. You are a felon, mm-hmm. and uh, you are mentally ill. Yeah, so... So you're kind of... You fit a lot of story this. could be you. So how am I supposed to get money from the sperm bank if I tell them the truth? See, that's not the standard. You can't. You know, you're you supposed can't. to tell the truth even if you can't get money from the sperm but bank. then I don't get any money. I mean, Stu. Uh-huh. What am I supposed to do for money? Uh, I don't. You certainly don't do anything here for money. <laughs> I, a really good point. I mean, when is really have point. you ever seen Jeffy do anything at this establishment? No, nothing worthwhile. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Zero. I will. Really? S- 
I mean, all I do behind the scenes is argue. What? Just let, I know. let him go. I know. Why is he here? The Jeffy experiment is over. <laughs> it's we, it's run its course, right? It's like we tried. Hey, experiment. can we take the worst person in the world and put them in, a, in an environment where they're talking about good uh -huh. values and turn them around? No. no. The answer to that is no. <laughs> no. We, we know the answer. We tried. And we gave it a darn good shot. Like six years worth. But anyway, this guy, on paper, James Christian Aggles, seemed like a dream sperm donor, an attractive, accomplished Ph.D. candidate in fine health with a high IQ. I mean, look at him. When you, think, when you look at him, you think of an extreme sperm donor. Don't you? Uh, no, you, do, you don't. <laughs> you do? No, you, you don't. Do. But no. this apparent Renaissance man, who seems so impressive that 26 families used his sperm, was in fact a con artist covering up his history as a mentally ill convict. Oh, man. Uh, the suit says Aggles, 39-year-old Georgia resident, swindled the couples who were seeking his seed and helped conceive 36 kids before the truth came out. It's like a dream-turned-nightmare in an instant, according to Angie Collins uh, of Ontario. Back in 2006, Collins and her partner, uh, Elizabeth Hansen, uh, spent four months looking for the right sperm donor. That's important. When you're looking for a sperm donor, you want the right one. Am I right? Who's with me on that? I don't yes. know the answer to that, but I was assuming. Of course. Yes. The, you don't know the answer to that. I'm pretty sure the answer to that. Of course, you want the right process uh, mm -hmm. myself. But, uh, yeah, I would assume. But you can imagine, I haven't either, but you can imagine if you're going you to go would. through, yes. you'd, want, you'd want their. You don't. The like, if you open it up, you see a picture of Chevy. You don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> you're turning the page and you're saying no. I, in fact, to you're, that, you're, if, right? if you go to a place in which they've allowed Jeffy to donate, you're leaving the entire state. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Maybe the state. Maybe because shouldn't the state block that? Maybe the country. Maybe the country. Maybe the country. Shouldn't the country block that? Yes. Again, another reason to lie. So anyway, back in 2006, Collins and her partner Elizabeth Hansen spent four months looking for the right one. Their search ended after stumbling upon donor 9623 at Zytex, Georgia-based sperm uh, bank. This mystery man seemed like the perfect guy for the job. His profile said he had an IQ of 160, which is really high. You're a genius at 140. So he's 20 points over genius. I'm checking that box right there. Okay, I like that. Bachelor's degree in neuroscience, master's degree in artificial intelligence, and he was working on a doctorate in neuroscience engineering. couple chose this donor, and his sperm helped conceive their son, born in July of 2007. It took seven years for Collins and Hansen to learn the truth about their dream donor, Thanks to an email Zytex apparently sent out by accident, breaching confidentiality by revealing the identity. Turns out he suffered from schizophrenia and had been in and out of mental hospitals, didn't have a degree in anything because he never finished college, and he also seemed incapable of holding down a job. The year before Collins and Hansen found him, he pleaded guilty to breaking into a house and stealing musical instruments. He spent eight months in prison and had to spend the rest of his 10-year sentence on probation. Eight months for stealing instruments? Yeah. Well, that is a minor... Yeah. That's not even, does that even make your front page of your criminal resume, Jeffy? Stealing instruments? Instrument stealing? <laughs> I mean, can we be more specific? <laughs> uh, that's a, did you see that movie um, with uh, Vince Vaughn? Yes. He, uh, yeah, it was called... What was that called? Do you remember that, Jeffy? You actually, it's a he, movie, so you probably saw he it. He was uh, he was the father of five hundred kids. Right, yeah. he was a sperm right. donor, right, and yeah. was a uh, father of five hundred kids. It was kind of panned by critics. I, I thought it was, it was all right. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, what was it? Delivery, delivery man. man. Yeah, and uh, I guess he was a guy going through mm -hmm. some hard times. Donated mm -hmm. a, a few times. 
quite a few, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and successfully wound up running into all of his kids. And they, I guess they sued to try to get uh, to figure out who their dad was because they mm -hmm. realized it was the same person. Uh, you know, it mm -hmm. could happen. So he had a big family. He did. And then he wound up running into each of them, pretty much. I don't know about all 500, but many of them. Stalking and, them. And, and, and helped them, their lives and help to, them yeah. fix their lives. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful story. Kind of the opposite of what you would do, Jeffy. Which, <laughs> Jeffy would be the father for just going to steal their stuff because, right. as, as we've seen with your children, you do try to take advantage of uh, mm -hmm. their abilities. and. Uh, That's what you have them for. Hello. <laughs> Why... <laughs> That's all right. just dumb. Appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, we're all out of time. More patents, too. <laughs> but I was telling you is why you have children. Right. No, I no. The reason that you have we heard children you. is we heard you. you're fine. to try to steal their money. The steal is no. They produce for you. <laughs> <laughs>
Costco. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I've had entire I've had entire meals at Costco. Oh my gosh! Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, the samples are. Yeah, oh Plus, Sam still likes to. They give away the the, the cheeseburgers, the frozen cheeseburgers, but they cut them. Oh, in that's quarters. pretty good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, don't cut those in quarters. Just give me one. No, just give me one. If they look at you, they just well, that that sort of thing. At least I understand. Like, what's the theory there? Right? Like, you're going up. They give you a sample of a cheese, a mini cheeseburger, and, and you, you buy, buy the box, the box. Of mini cheeseburgers. Sure. Mm-hmm. When I was there last time, they were giving away uh, fun-sized candy bar samples. Mm-hmm. It's like I know what a Snickers tastes like. <laughs> like what? You're, that's you're just giving me food. Like it has. Which I'm not, not opposed to. No, and I'm not I'm opposed, not to, opposed to that. All. By the way, I took it. Yeah, uh, of course. Okay. You. <laughs> of course. But you I didn't did. buy this, this the Milky Way or Snickers like sample pack because I know what I mean. I know. I mean, I'm all for it, mm-hmm. but it's like it's not a good thing to sample, is it? No. If it was a new kind of candy bar, it would make sense. Yes. But like the milk. There wasn't anything with it. Like sometimes they have the candy bar with yogurt or something, you know. So it's the same company, and they try to hook them together. No, I think they just figure you're going to eat a Milky Way and then buy the big bag of Milky. Way. I think a lot of it's guilt too. Like I think like they just think that, that because you're it. standing, you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe I will try. Yeah, mm, that is pretty good. That 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 three <laughs> musketeers? What is that? That's wow. I don't know. Maybe I'll I give it a shot. Is of this those? available here? Can like, I get this here? You guys I, carry? Oh wow. Okay, I'll I will get say thirty works, of those for oh, forty-two fifty. Okay, it works. And you pick up the thing and you put it in your uh, in your cart and then. Two aisles later, you put it back on some sometimes on what? some are, okay, aisle but and what? You leave it there. I'm sure they they have done the research <laughs> that says that it probably increases like the odds uh, of you buying it. By it probably by does 100. percent Yes, because you, know? you do feel guilty. Your cart. They gave you something, so now I need to do something for them. Right, which is weird because they don't care. They don't like. They had. Um, I went to uh, Costco last time I was there, and they had uh, chips and queso. So they had some oh, yeah. queso out there, and, like little sample mm-hmm. cups, and then yeah. just give you chips. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I ate. I ate like. The chips and queso because I I really like it, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh, that's really good. She's like, do you want another one? I'm like, yeah, yes, I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I took it and I ate another one, and I realized that she would she doesn't keep care. giving them. She'll yeah. just keep giving them to me all no, day. Because the rules are like you're supposed to you know, want a customer and stuff. So there's not a rule though. There, it, well, there's, uh, there's an implied guilt as to yeah, not taking them, it. but it's like in reality, the people behind they don't give a crap if you take all their. Right. I mean, the only I mean, they're going to be standing there doing something anyway. They don't care. Um, yeah. Now I'm sure if you try to have twenty, I mean Jeff, you'd be able to answer this. If you try to have twenty samples, uh, then they probably well, they, will give you. A hard they do time. frown upon it. However, like you said, so I think you're right. There is no actual rule because yeah. they do, they just frown upon it. Like you know, some other people want some. So yeah, so so, what? so open another bag, right? right? You know, <laughs> right. Cook some more. Yeah, right. Cook there, more. There is one place uh, that's in the greater DFW area <laughs> and some other places in Texas where. It's a, it's a higher-end grocery store, and if you go there on Saturday, sometimes they have really good samples. Like, we, we went in there one day, and it was they were giving away samples of ribeye steak. It, they just barbecued a ribeye steak on their grill right there and then sliced it up and gave you pieces. And it was like, yes, thank yes, you. Thank I just you. had, I mean, and pretty good chunks of it. So Did you buy the ribeye steaks? No. <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, ninety nine percent of the time, I, when I can take the sample, I know I'm not buying it. Yeah, yeah. almost uh, never. Uh, you know, even if it's good, the only time it ever happens is like if it's a new product that surprises. Like, whoa, that was really good. Then I might, I yeah. might buy them. Yeah, that's rare. But you really have to commit at Costco too. It's like sixteen months of food. <laughs> it's like it's like a My Patriot oh, supply. Oh my Except so it costs a lot more. You have no yeah. idea what you speak of. Sixteen months of food. You starve to death. You think Costco is 16 months of food? The entire Gosh. Costco, you don't think, holds 16 months of food? Not, Not what you take Jeffy. home. Not for Jeffy. Oh, my gosh. Right. right. 
I think it's, you know. If somebody said, okay, that's enough for 16 months, I'm dead. I think you're right, Jeffy. All right. What you know a what? tragedy that would be, too, by the way. <laughs> I want to make sure everyone knows that we'd be really sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Almost. Would we, would we nearly weep? Oh, my. Well, well no, be. but we'd maybe frown for a second. No? Okay. I would. All right. <laughs> All right. Triple eight, seven, two, seven, back. More patents to us. You should try that, Jeffy. You should just not. You should just not eat. You should try things that then might risk death. And what if happens. you didn't eat for like a year and a half or have any water? Let's do an experiment. Like, what would happen to a human? Yeah, give it a whirl. Let's try it, Let's try it on the air. Every day we'll visit in with you at the yeah. hospital. I mean, yeah. wherever you are. And uh, check in. Jeffy, how you doing without water now? Day ninety-six. <laughs> <laughs> That is the phone number. Welcome to the uh, program. Thank um, you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, you're not going to call. I wasn't really talking to you. No, I'm not going to call because I'm already here. Why would I call? I don't even think our phone screen's here today. I can't even tell if anyone's... Nobody's ever even... Sorry. Here. No, nobody's... So if you've been on hold the whole show, we didn't even know you were there. Yeah. Sorry. Apologize. We don't care. Um, this is... Uh, a stupid story that I've... Every once in a while we were clicking around and, you know, you know Jeffy, obviously, the stories he sends we can't really show you. On the air, there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's uh, internet. I, no, I internet know. Internet show. You, you always say that. It's like just because it's just because it's on the internet doesn't mean we can show it on the air. We're on a hundred mm-hmm. different cable systems. Mm-hmm. So, so this one I I found as I was randomly clicking around and I thought it was funny, so I brought it to the, uh, to the table. This is from BuzzFeed. Twenty-two do-it-yourself fails that are so terrible they are actually hilarious. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's see one, Stu. Like, like, What's going on here? <laughs> so someone uh, for a shower head just so do-it-yourself shower head puncture the can of natural light. And, see, now uh, that's a good idea. That's ingenuity right there. Is this? How many of these wow. are from your home? This That's is how American I picture Jeffy's house. Right there. right there. I mean, that particular photo is not from my home. Have I done that before? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, here's let's a, do run right out to the store and get a new shower head? No, no. of course not. Um, here is uh, <laughs> someone duct taped to the wall their toilet. <laughs> okay. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Duct tape. You could use that for anything. <laughs> yeah, stuff true. works. All right. Here's a. Uh, so this is. What is that? It's a gear, gear shift. shift. Oh, it's a gear oh, shift yeah, in a car. Shift, yeah. So they, they they broke off the stick, <laughs> and now they're using a wrench. <laughs> wow. That's pretty solid work. Uh, all right, next wow. up. Wow. Uh, that's a really nice tiling job there. Oh, uh, oof, God, that was just awful. That's a do-it-yourselfer right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't go well. Uh-oh. Something happened here. Something happened with the kid, and, the, and then they go, go, go get a... Go get, go get a photo of this. Well, the chair has his legs going up. Yeah, the wrong direction. He put the legs going the wrong way, and the kid fell on the ground. All right. He's hurt himself terribly. And <laughs> he's parents dead. are laughing. He is dead, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's in this dead. Photo. He's dead. In this photo. Uh, all right. Uh, another one. Here, let's see. This is, uh, so this is, instead of using the air conditioner, they attached a fan to the air conditioner, it looks like. Weird. All right. All right. Uh, there you go. Need a light? Just ha- put What's a hanger up there and hang some bulbs. <laughs> it's just, it solves the problem. You have light. Um, here is oh, is that it's what in is the that? Same a stupid room. Well, they're keeping the uh, they're keeping the exhaust pipe on. 
by <laughs> by by tying it to the back windshield wiper. Listen, seriously, no, I, I have done that before, and I have also had a, a trunk smashed where you had to rope the keep the trunk rope tight so it wouldn't dry really? open while you're driving. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this one, they just put the uh, thing on backwards, and. Uh, I do that kind of stuff all the time. Any, oh, yeah. any do-it-yourself project at home, that's what mine... That's why I never... Do, like, I've, <laughs> that's I've, what it looks like. Ikea furniture was... I was famous for that. Like, you put... Because no, can, you can't explain that... I will not go to Ikea for that reason. Oh, it's no, it horrible. You. It's, can't do it. That's awful. Um, this is just, like, mm. really bad wiring, it seems like. Oh, it's a shower head? Oh, another shower head. Yeah, that's... Oh, that does not... Not a good idea. Wow. Not a good idea. All right. Uh... Okay, a couple of drawers, uh, not exactly well designed. <laughs> uh, that's the sort of nonsense uh, I would definitely do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fan is uh, hitting the actual walls. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's bad. Yeah, but after a little while, you. I bet she's gonna clean it out. Right? Drywall is cleaned out. You're good. Mm -hmm. I like this one. It's a, key. a key has been attached to the top to turn your water on and off. That's good. It's amazing <laughs> that it fits. Yeah. All right. And then. Oh, this uh, one's good. So you want to get warm water. Mm. You put the uh, two-liter bottle of uh, soda and then just, like, pour both the hot and the cold in the middle, and then it comes out in the middle warm. See? Right, Jeffy? Yes. <laughs> it's a pretty good project because there's nothing more frustrating than the single uh, hot and yeah. then the single cold, and they don't connect, and so you're doing going back and that forth is, like that. That's a dumb system. So that actually... That one I like. I like that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the awkward one where your thermostat is actually just hanging on a nail and doesn't control the temperature whatsoever. Shout out to the best landlords ever. <laughs> mm. Wow, that's really bad. Uh, and then... Uh, door lock. Nice. And then that'll, that'll keep your door locked. Yes, it will. Uh -huh. Yes, uh, it will. And then you... Uh, what is that? A... A table that was uh, made with legs that uh, probably won't keep it standing. No, I, I would say no <laughs> on that one. Again, this is the kind of work I do. Yes. Uh, light switch in the way. No problem. I'll go underneath. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, the molding. Oh, the, so the, mold, yeah, the molding was going to go straight across, and then they just cut under the light switch to, to avoid. That's not that bad. No, not, no it could have been worse. Um Oh, no, that's bad. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not what you want, especially if you come home, like, drunk late at night. Oh. You, you want to make sure that the toilet seat is on the right side of that equation, or it's going to be very messy. <laughs> uh, quality sink design there. Mm. The water doesn't actually go in the sink. No, but it does go over the countertop, which is nice. <laughs> it is really nice. It helps. That's helpful. Um, <laughs> they've drywalled over the plug on this particular. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Oops. Yeah, yeah, oops is a good word for it. Um. <laughs> Leg extenders, I like that. <laughs> they just put stilts on the chair <laughs> or on the table, excuse me, to get it a little higher. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So weird. Some weird uh, do-it-yourself fixes there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Also, we have a uh, brief history of people who were worried that they were made out of glass. Ooh. Uh, for more than two hundred years. There's a weird delusion that, that has swept wealthier European households. People were convinced they were made of glass. The glass delusion remains a medical mystery, but it illustrates how the symptoms of mental illness change as new technology appears. Uh, 14th century, French glass blowers developed crown glass, a new way of making windows. The wealthy eat it up. Lower class windows remain made of cloth, parchment, animal hide, and even 
uh, flattened animal horns. King Charles VI of France died after years spent convinced he was made of glass. <clears throat> Certain a wrong move would shatter him. Charles wore special clothes to avoid breaking into pieces. That is really weird. In 1422. Hmm. In 1613, the delusion reaches new literary heights when Miguel de Cervantes uh, wrote Dr. Glass Case about a man beseeching people not to come near him or they would surely break him into pieces. That guy was also, this is kind of interesting, Miguel de Cervantes was also captured by the Barbary pirates and was held by them for five years hmm. before his, his family finally ransomed, ransomed him. And then he went on to write, um, what was it Cervantes wrote? Uh, oh, Don Quixote. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Don Quixote. So, I mean, obviously he wasn't glass. No, he was not made of glass. Uh, it's hard to hold a pencil when your hand is made of glass. Mm. So, no, he, he wasn't.